Hello, and welcome to the Love Wide Open podcast. I am Heidi Delaire, your host. Here we discuss all things life and love, getting you out of your busy head and back in touch with your heart, where you can truly grow, evolve, and learn self-love so that ultimately you can love others and help them along their journey. I'm the managing and publishing editor of lovewideopen.com, a self-development and resource website, the creator of Love Wide Open on all social media channels, an alternative healthcare practitioner and heart space coach, and the author of Roots and Tendrils, a poetic journey through the highs of love and the lows of heartbreak that ultimately lead to self-love. Let's go hold some heart space together. Welcome to episode 62. You know, I, I've i been wanting to do this episode for a while now and really inspired. Last week, I went to see Elizabeth Gilbert at Memorial Church at Harvard in Massachusetts. It was the last of her um, American book tour dates. And it was great. And uh, I was, I got up and asked her a question and we'll talk about that later. Mostly I, I have followed Elizabeth Gilbert for quite some time now and she more and more inspires me the more I follow her and in a way that inspires me to be fearless and brave in everything I do and to understand where my creativity has come from with Love Wide Open and how it manifested and just all kinds of things. So I will I will read several quotes of hers that are and have been very influential for me. For me, it all started, oh gosh, 11 years ago, 2008, I picked up Eat, Pray, Love and... I found a lot of parallels to it. There's that section in the first couple of chapters where Liz is crying and just beside herself and sobbing on the bathroom floor praying because she is literally ready to blow up her life. And I completely connected and empathized because I had just blown up my life. And of course, I just blew, started to blow through this book. And I'm moving along and totally connecting with the eat section, got to the pray section, totally there, because that's kind of what I'd say when I really started to dig into kind of the spiritual journey of like going deeper, digging, 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 because I felt really lost at the time. I felt really super lost. And then of course, several things in life happened that made me even more lost, but that's for a different episode. So moving through that section. And then I get to the love section and a couple pages in, I stopped reading. I put a bookmark in it and set it aside. Well, 11 years later, was it the beginning of last month? Actually, when um, I purchased the tickets to go see Liz in Boston, and I'm like, you know, I think it's actually time to finish Eat, Pray, Love. So I did. I, I, I finished the love section and I, I completely understand now why I couldn't. I wasn't ready for it then. And in the 10 years in between, I certainly went on a journey. That journey ended up being my book that I wrote, How I Healed 
and what I went through and my healing journey was my book. You know, sometimes there are certain things that lead us in a direction. And I can honestly say, following Liz Gilbert and all she has done, and there are many others, right? There, there are all kinds of inspirational people out there who I have followed throughout the years and gained nuggets of wisdom from. It's, uh, she's been fairly influential. I'm going to read a couple of quotes from uh, Eat, Pray, Love that, to me, really, really have stand out. And then I'm also going to talk about big magic, because big magic, to me, is my favorite Elizabeth Gilbert book, and I'll explain why. And then also, uh, I think something from Instagram that I'll end on, and what I what I asked Liz and what it means to me. So anyway, eat, pray, love. The first quote is, "When you're lost in the woods." It sometimes takes you a while to realize that you are lost. For the longest time, you can convince yourself that you've just wandered off the path, that you'll find your way back to the trailhead any moment now. Then night falls again and again, and you still have no idea where you are. And it's time to admit that you have bewildered yourself so far off the path that you don't even know from which direction the sun rises anymore. Pretty powerful, huh? For any of you who have lost your way or kind of knew you were lost, but then had no idea really how lost you were until a series of events happened, I think that's a really powerful quote. And another one, this one I know really, really well. People think a soulmate is your perfect fit, and that's what everyone wants. But a true soulmate is a mirror, the person who shows you everything that is holding you back, the person who brings you to your own attention so you can change your life. A true soulmate is probably the most important person you'll ever meet because they tear down your walls and smack you awake. But to live with a soulmate forever? Nah, too painful. Soulmates, they come into your life just to reveal another layer of yourself to you and then leave. A soulmate's purpose is to shake you up, tear apart your ego a little bit, show your obstacles and addictions, break your heart open so new light can get in, make you so desperate and out of control that you have to transform your life. Ooh, how many of you have um, had a few people like that in your life? I have. Painful, but also beautiful in the sense that it, it got me out of the woods and onto the right path to transform life. And then there's this one, and it's where I believe God is talking back to Liz, or love is talking back, either one. You can, I think, invert one for the other. I'm here. I love you. I don't care if you need to stay up crying all night long. I will stay with you. If you need the medication again, go ahead and take it. I will love you through that as well. If you don't need the medication, I will love you too. There's nothing you can ever do to lose my love. I will protect you until you die. And after your death, I will still protect you. I am stronger than depression, and I am braver than loneliness. And nothing will ever exhaust me. And then this one, which I think is how... Part of my journey really kind of 
started. It's happiness is the consequence of personal effort. You fight for it, strive for it, insist upon it, and sometimes even travel around the world looking for it. You have to participate relentlessly in the manifestations of your own blessings. And once you have achieved a state of happiness, you must never become lax about maintaining it. You must make a mighty effort to keep swimming upward into that happiness forever, to stay afloat on top of it. Super powerful quote there. And, you know, we are not always happy, but we strive to be happy. I think part of the thing is when sad or, or bad things happen to us, it's to accept it, be in it, and then move through it and move on so that we can live and strive for that happiness, strive to look for the joyful moments. So yeah, so I, those are some really big and lovely quotes from Eat, Pray, Love. And this is where I, I kind of, I stopped reading that book. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And Elizabeth Gilbert came back around to me when Big Magic came out. When Big Magic came out, it was absolutely magic for me. I had just thought of the idea for Love Wide Open, for the website, for Facebook, for all kinds of things for Love Wide Open. I just thought of the idea and I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to make it come to fruition. I was like, whoa, it was a, literally a download from the universe, like just doing my thing in another creative moment, writing a poem when whoa, this download came in and I was like, I, I really don't know how to do it. But I ended up doing it because three months after I had this idea, I... I asked for two books for my birthday. <laughs> One was um, uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, and the other was Bryn Brown's Rising Strong. I blew through both of them pretty quickly because, of course, they're both amazing women and people. But Big Magic really stuck with me. So here are a couple of the, the quotes from Big Magic. Ideas have no material body, but they do have consciousness. And they most certainly have a will. Ideas are driven by a single impulse to be made manifest. And the only way an idea can be made manifest in our world is through collaboration with a human partner. It is only through a human's effort that an idea can be escorted out of the ether and into the realm of the actual. Another here. Creativity is a path for the brave. Yes, but it's not a path for the fearless. And it's important to recognize the distinction. Bravery means doing something scary. Fearlessness means not even understanding what the word scary means. And oftentimes, I think we do need to be fearless in our pursuit of things and happiness and doing the right thing and hearing having our voice heard and standing up for what's wrong standing up for those people who don't have a voice, fearlessness around that. 
another big magic quote. And you have treasures hidden within you, extraordinary treasures. And so do I, and so does everyone around us. And bringing those treasures to light takes work and faith and focus and courage and hours of devotion. And the clock is ticking and the world is spinning. And we simply do not have time anymore to think so small. The universe buries strange jewels deep within us and then stands back to see if we can find them. The hunt to uncover those jewels, that's creative living. The courage to go on the hunt in the first place, that's what separates a mundane existence from a more enchanted one. Do whatever brings you to life, then. Follow your own fascinations, obsessions, and compulsions. Trust them. Create whatever causes a revolution in your heart. Oh, for me, that's this been this whole Love Wide Open journey and believing in myself and moving forward and teaching people about love, teaching myself about love. And, and, and this is where, you know, I'm, I'm still, still hanging out with Elizabeth Gilbert because for the last, oh, for, well, forever, she talks about love a lot, but one thing she talks about a lot is her process in writing to love daily and also being love in the room. One of her other quotes is from Instagram, and I think it's just, it's a way to remind us to live and that we have a huge capacity to love over and over and over again. So if you have lost a loved one to death, and you thought you'd never love again, but you feel a pull of attraction towards someone new, and you're not sure if that's okay, let me normalize it for you. Let me say, it's okay. Your heart is a giant cathedral. Let it open. Let it love. Do not let your gorgeous loyalty to the deceased stop you from experiencing the marvels and terrors of your short mortal, precious life. It's okay to live and to love. So this brings me to seeing Elizabeth Gilbert last week in Boston. And um, I'm sitting there, right? And it, it's it's time for Q&A. And a bunch of people got up in line and sat there for a minute. I sat there for another minute. And um, the Q&A starts. I'm just like, get up, go, take action. And so I got in line and I was actually the last question of the evening. And I asked Liz um, more about this concept of hers of being love in the room. I asked her, you know, saying, I think it's easy for many of us to be love in the room for other people. How do you suggest we, and how have you maintained being love for yourself or that we are love for ourselves when we're the only ones in the room? You know, for the most part, she pretty much said, you know, be the love in the room. If you are alone in the room, be love for yourself. The more we can be in love with ourselves, the more we can be there for others. Self-care is a daily practice and it's never too late to start, right? So, yeah, 
be love for yourself. Give yourself a break, step back, and uh, show yourself that mercy and be love for yourself. And then she recited a Derek Walcott poem called Love After Love. The time will come when, with elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door, in your own mirror, and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another, who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit. Feast on your life. What a beautiful way to end a talk with people, reminding everyone that that literally is being love in the room for yourself. To never give yourself away, to never hide yourself so far that you don't recognize yourself in the mirror, that you do not abandon yourself that you are always aware that you are your greatest love. Mm. Thanks, Liz. I appreciate all you do. Okay, that wraps up this episode. I hope to hear from some of you. You can reach me at lovewideopen.com or heididelaire.com. And if you are listening on the Anchor app, you can actually send me a message that I may use on a future episode. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Love Wide Open with Heidi Dallaire. You can find me and more Love Wide Open resources at Love Wide Open or Heidi Dallaire on Facebook and other social media platforms or HeidiDallaire.com and my personal blog under Heartspace Lessons at LoveWideOpen.com. Thanks so much. Sending lots of love.